welcome to Carry On. Hi, guys. And welcome to Sex and the City Podcast. Samantha's like, he's got the most perfect dick. <laughs> How did this happen? How did they get the message that the ass is now on the menu? I've been dating since I was 15. I'm exhausted. Where is he? Thanks, man. Bye. Great sex. I'll say what I'll say as a test for my voice is yeah. we've got an Alex sandwich situation. Okay, and, Ka- an and Stephanie, will you talk a little bit to Catherine? <clears throat> Catherine, yes. Um, what I was saying about the Kit Kats earlier is that it's a it's a green tea Kit Kat and nothing more. Does that make sense? It's exactly what it's, it's exactly adver- what it is. Exactly what it is. Right, At least it's not false advertising. You're ta- you talk back to Stephanie. Yeah, I'm talking back to Stephanie. And Stephanie, you, you don't know me, oh, if Stephanie. I were to say something like a hunting shirt. Ooh, um, would hunting, I be a f- hunting, hunting shirt? All right, and now hunting. kiss. Ah, <laughs> Alex fantasies, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're really gonna when, find out what um, the top of my root, so mouth, the roof of my mouth tastes looks like. Feels when like, I was. Uh, alive today I noticed <laughs> that um, I noticed that this new thing has happened to me where uh, when I use the restroom mm. when I come Careful. out of the restroom <laughs> I button my pants mm. and forget yeah. to zip my zipper yeah. oh, that's such a I've never do. done this yeah. until mm. recently I went through a phase for like a month where I did that and I was like what the fuck is wrong with it's uncomfortable. Yeah. how can I forget to do that when the consequences are dire yes <laughs> the they consequences are so when dire. you're dying, I think amazing might fall right on out of your pants he's got the most perfect dick I've ever seen long pink amazing hello everyone (laughs) and welcome to carry on the sex in the city podcast I'm Alec and my dick is short (laughs) miscolored and off-putting hey hey buddy this is a family place put the mouse back put the the mouse back in the house well, who else is with me tonight? What's your Alex name? Just physically hit me with his hand very gently to indicate that I should speak. My name's Kat, and I'm your co-host. And with us tonight is, I like to call her Stephanie Barnburner, because she burns down the bar, and she's a model, she's an actress, she's a popcorn enthusiast. I am. I brought it tonight. Stephanie, Homemade. yes. where you been? What you been doing, Pop-Tart? Hey, Pop-Tart, hey, where you, you been? See? What'd you see? Pop-tart. Who'd you know? Where you hey, been going? Pete. They, I would like you to know that Kat and Alec actually got a kind of ginger-colored cocker spaniel for the occasion tonight, which is so we sweet. He's really sitting right here. here. He's naked, just like all three of us are. Right, yes, nude. And you um, won't hear a peep out of him, but that's nude. because he's very polite. Hello, Pete! Hi, Pete. I am nude right now, um, but I am about to put on a plush white robe later, after we go <laughs> swimming. That's right. To Sade. Alright, we gotta bring this train back into the station. We just watched. Yep. Season four, episode 13, entitled The Good Fight. It aired January 6th, 2002. It was directed by Charles McDougall. 
McDougal. McDougal. It was written by Michael Patrick King. And um, not to bring us down again, this is like what oh, I do. Christ. But look, this is important. Talk about Sid. <laughs> no, you're going to love what she's about to bring But hold on. No. This is important. And you know what? We even had a listener write us and say, don't feel bad for bringing up 9-11, Cat," which is what I'm about to do. Okay, because that's what happens when I'm on the show. Yes, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> this is actually relevant okay. to the to this episode because the last episode of the show that we just watched, um, which was entitled Just Say just Yes, say yes mm. where Carrie and Aiden got engaged, was the last episode to air before 9-11. Now, I'm not sure if uh, the hiatus was because they were naturally taking a break in the show or because... Maybe they just took a break. I think a lot of TV shows probably did that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. At any rate, this episode was the first to air after. And as the towers were in the opening credits for all that oh, time, this yeah. is the first episode where they replaced it with the Empire State Building. Mm. Also, in the scene where Samantha and Richard are dancing by the pool that Stephanie just referenced, mm. um, apparently the towers were in the background of that scene and they digitally replaced them so it wouldn't be distracting. They'd already wow. filmed the scene before so 9-11. Wow. Um, so that's the end of uh, 9/11 Corner. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Again, no but I think easy that's way to transition raise out your of your hand that. if you're crying <laughs> in your no. car listening to this episode. But look, it's a, this show is a cultural phenomenon, yeah. and as such, um, was a, was it, and was in the world and a thing yeah. when 9/11 happened. There yeah. was a before and an after, and I think it's worth mentioning. I yeah. think as a show of respect. Mm-hmm. We should not play 30 seconds of a Toby Keith song. Right. Uh, <laughs> where were you when the built that murder to heaven? Flags, listen, listen. patriotism, the Patriot Act, George W. Bush, patriotism. What's 12 different size flags you can stick everywhere. The Freedom Kit for $14.99. And then upgrade for $10. Get the Patriot Pack. 10 different flags, 10 more flags, 10 bigger size flags. Be a better patriot than the people who get the freedom kit. Every Toby Keith song is like, if I had my truck on 9-11, I'd have killed them terrorists. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so true. If I had my tractor on 9-11, I would have bulldozed them all in the bins. <laughs> oh my god ah. okay all right listen yeah. okay. um this is uh, stephanie i i, I don't want to ah. speak for you but i imagine your internal monologue is something like wow i'm so lucky to be here tonight yeah. for such an iconic episode of sex yeah. in the city yeah. Catherine and i and i think everybody who watches the show quotes so many moments from, from this, this episode long pink amazing Hey, Pop-Tart, where you been and what you been to? Is it okay to fuck one guy when you're pregnant with another guy's baby? Don't you bring that flat baby in here, I will kill you! Last episode, we were discussing, um, you know, if, if somebody was like, I want to watch the Sex and the City movie, I've never seen the show before, you know, can you give me ten episodes I should yep. watch in preparation? Yep. I would absolutely this would put this As episode. As Stephanie Barnes would say, one hundo thundo, yes. this episode hundo would thundo. be. Yes. I audibly said, while we were all watching it together, eating yeah. the popcorn that I brought, yes. Yeah. this is a good one. It's yes. a good one. It's a really good one. Are we going to talk about that you also audibly farted? Or is that... <laughs> No? Well, I was going to keep that for the end because I was actually, I was going to okay. do it you live. Gonna I wish you would I was going to do it was live. Was it going to be, well, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, I was going to um, give the listeners a treat, but I yes. guess we just blew our we load just, early, didn't we? Well, <laughs> well, yeah. uh, you are on an all asparagus diet, I guess. <laughs> 
judging off of the stench in here, she's only eaten exclusively Brussels and cruciferous for the last 14 days. This Ooh. is an amazing episode mm. of the show. It's one of my favorites. Um, my secret single behavior might be making peanut butter toast and just watching this episode right. like, that's, as I that's drunkenly fall asleep. Peanut butter. That's fucking Sex and the City Inception right there. Yeah. yeah. Having, doing, performing SSB by watching Sex and the City it's SSB. SSB within an SSB. Woo. Here's where I want to start tonight. Mm. I want to start with uh, Miranda's storyline because I really like, this is a great fluffy story. Yeah. So Miranda is well. also has substance. All right. Well, just disagree with everything I, I say. Like, I guess that's married I life. I like no anding you, Alec. We've established this. <laughs> <laughs> no the audience suggestion is Sling Blade and Oprah on a date. I sure do like them French fried potatoes. No, you don't, Oprah. Uh, Miranda is pregnant with Steve's baby. And wow, she is on a date with, I have to say, Listen. one of the oh. most charming and handsome guest stars. 100%. Here's the thing. It, it, you know what, uh, you know what, Alex Kensington? Yes. Um, it's true. Yeah. I will say the B.O. joke that he makes really cut me to my core, though. Mm, yes. I mean, if you're on a date that's going well and he, yeah. and he makes a joke about your body odor. Yes. Like, something's, yeah. you gotta figure something yeah. out uh, Maybe soon. he, maybe he was just reading the, the game or whatever and, like, he's nagging her. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, or maybe Miranda's got killer bo. Right, yeah. which is in what which he shouldn't yes. mention it. No, certainly to your not. Point. No, no, no. She might be right for the picking, but you don't say it out loud. But compared That's right. to a lot of the the guest stars, where they're like, "He's cute," and we're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah and this he looks guy, like Gollum. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. is an yeah. objectively yeah. handsome fellow. Yes, and he's yeah. very, he, like he just charismatic. They have a great chemistry yep. together, and he's a very like. Just as an actor, he's very naturalistic. The way he grabs her hand as they mm, cross the street, yeah. he's commanding and masculine. Yeah. And I have a crush on him, I'm now realizing. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Where's the safe place? His name, I love his name, which is Walker Lewis. First name. of all, it makes me think of the 80s Nickelodeon show Parker, Parker Lewis, Lewis Can't, Can't Lose. Lose. Get me Parker Lewis! Where? Two o'clock, fifth period, Trice House. But doesn't Walker Lewis also sound like the name of a fake president in a disaster movie that yeah. would be played by Morgan <laughs> Freeman? President Walker yes. Lewis. Yes, it absolutely does. Yes. It also sounds like um, an up-and-coming museum in a small town that I just maybe got a docent job at. Like That's I'm, right. I'm actually working at the Walker Lewis downtown. That's, That's right. You guys should come visit me on I a will. Friday night. I 100% <laughs> will. Right? If you come visit me at the Walker Lewis. Yeah. So Miranda has... a. a classic conundrum that we've all found ourselves in which is she wants to go to the bone zone with walker lewis yeah. but she's pregnant with another man's baby yeah. and she's got a couple she has both some ethical and moral questions sure. but also some physiological yeah, questions some let's start questions. with the moral question which is can you have sex with a man who's not your baby Daddy. Mm. Now, um. No, the answer is God himself will strike you dead with a bolt of lightning. JK, mm. right. It's of course fine if that's what you want to do. Correct. That's right. Um, I have more questions definitely about the dimples and the physiological. Yes. So she says, I'm scared that his penis will hit the baby. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> 
let's be honest. Very well, silly. Which we know is factual. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah. Real classic. Well, you know she's being one-liner. silly. But I, I do think that she's just like, she's just she's firing wrestling. off at the mouth yeah. about, about it because she's having conflicted feelings about it, which I totally get. It's, yeah. it's weird, yeah. right? Like yeah. she knows. Also, I can't imagine, I know women do it all the time and I'm glad for them, but I can I can totally understand why if you're pregnant, you you feel a little bit strange about the idea of having sex while you have a human feeding off of you to to grow and thrive inside your body. Well, you have, for lack of a better term, a sexual result living inside of you. Yes. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, of course, it's going to be really like you're going to have sex again. That I mean, it's just like such a weird thing in my brain to think about. It's very strange. Now, here's what really worries me is I start to question my mother's marriage to my father Mm. because I have a dimple on my chin. And if my genetics say anything, there's no way my dad made that happen. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I think we all know what you're saying. I get it. You're talking about the size of your wee-wee. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, which he he, he talked about earlier earlier in the show. This is the second time he's talking about his tiny package. Lucky us. Yeah, we're so lucky. No, you know, I have two dimples on my cheeks, but that doesn't mean that I turned my cheeks when my parents were but having all the sex. But you are Christian, and you often turn the other cheek. That's true. So yes. You are even forgiving people in the womb, in Stephanie. The womb. Wow. My wow, gosh. way to be better than everyone. My yeah. morality. Thanks a yeah. lot. You're, literally, like, your dimples show your superiority. I, gen- I honestly generally <laughs> like to come on the show and make people feel bad about Great. themselves mm. and their morality. So I think... Uh, now, know, here's the real worry. <laughs> I also have ass dimples. But I think that's just cellulite. I think that's just so the cellulite. So that's not a... Yeah, no. That nothing it is, happens and it's inside beautiful. the body. It is. Well, you guys probably... we're all God's creatures in the dark. Amen. Um, <laughs> so what I love about this storyline is it merely just ends with her having sex. Right. She decides, you know Great what? sex. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. She has an amazing sex. And she yeah. says... With her bra on. Fuck me yeah. like there's no, no tomorrow. tomorrow. It's, it's really cute, and Cynthia Nixon's very funny. Yeah. Um, and, she, you know, she... I think she says in the last episode, like, she's wants to have sex, but she's no, she'll never get laid while she's... She, and she says, dead woman fucking is yes. the phrase she uses, which I think is Clever so funny. But I'm so glad she gets hers. Like, yes. good for her. Now, and she has a great time. Yeah. It's great sex. With a very strong co-star. Yes. yes. Yeah. Great. Guys, let's really talk about Samantha now. Okay. Um, Because as they say in German, thick me, Sam's in love. (laughs) And I really want to discuss her storyline in this episode. So just to bring everybody up to speed, Samantha Jones is working. She's PR, public relations, which no matter how you say it in a TV show sounds fake. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like a real job. Samantha Jones, public relations. Remember her um, business card that was like, Literally on just like computer paper. Yes. This floppy. She handed out pamphlets. <laughs> yeah. Pamphlets. If time. you if you just watched movies, mm-hmm. you would think the only way that you can fall in love via romantic comedies is you have to work for a magazine. Yep, one hundred percent. Um, ten. Uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Yes. God, I yeah. love. You Excellent know, I, when I think of that movie, the first thing I think about is Kate Hudson eating, eating the that burger. burger. Yes. Thank you. The way she With eats her crossed eyes, it just makes me want a big fat. I want yeah, I want one right now. You guys, I'm gonna go grab one real quick. So bad, so funny. We're the same person. It's true, of course. So Samantha is doing public relations for Richard Wright's 
hotels. Dick. He's a magnate. Yeah, I love that when when her phone rings at lunch or brunch, that his name is saved yeah. in her phone as Dick. Yeah. She never calls him that. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I feel like would be problematic for Samantha because she probably saves a lot of guys as Dick <laughs> yes. in her phone. Ain't but that the Lord's truth? <laughs> you know. yeah. There is a rap song. <laughs> called yeah. well I don't know if it's rap so much as Jason Derulo uh-huh. um, but there's a line Fair. that says every way every day I'm trying to get to it yes. got her saved in my phone under big booty yes and I, that's I right. just think that's amazing that someone yes. could be saved in her saved in his phone under yes. big booty so yeah he's saved in her phone under dick yes wow um, wow so uh samantha's friends we all know them as carrie charlotte and miranda mm. they're like this is tricky territory mm. samantha because you work for the guy mm. but you're also going to town on him in the off time How's that work? Right. How are you how are you making that work? Where but are Samantha the lines? listen, we know Samantha. If there's one thing we know about her, she doesn't mix business with pleasure. No. But she's literally actually doing that. Literally. Literally. Kristen Davis is full throttle kooky cartoon Charlotte in this episode mm-hmm. it, for, in every scene and I absolutely love it. She's yes. high octane. Yeah. And I love how pleased she is in this scene when when Samantha won't tell them about the, they want the girls want the dirty details. Yes. They're like tell us about tell us about the sex because yeah. Because she always does that. That's her thing. She's like funky spunk. Like she's all of it. Never been coy. Yes. Yes. And suddenly she doesn't want to talk about it. And they all the women react really strongly. They're like, whoa, you like him. And Charlotte's having a blast. Samantha likes a guy. Samantha likes a guy. I do not. You do. You do. Or you would tell us all the dirty details. Um, And I, I love that they know, you know, Yes, Samantha's all, you know, surface and dicks and and vaginas and spunk. But, like, it's not just a cartoony relationship they have with her. They know her. They know her really well. Yes. So they can pick up on it. Mm. They smell it. They're like, oh, my God. And it's so cute. And she's like, no, I don't. I don't like him. And they're like, yes, you do. And deep down, she knows she does. Yes. And unlike the stupid fucking storyline in, what, the first season? Yes. With, like, this James guy. I don't know if you've seen this, Stephanie, but... Um, there's this stupid storyline where they try to convince you in the very, very early episodes of the show that Samantha falls in love with this guy named James and he's perfect and she's madly in love with him. The only problem is he has a teeny tiny penis. I do remember this. Right. And so like, it's so, it's so stupid and that was so forced and no one could possibly believe she was in love with this guy. But I believe with my heart of hearts that Samantha loves Richard. Yes. So Same? Yes. Do we believe? Yeah. I think oh, she's falling the, yes. deeply. Yes. yes. A woman and who does not fall easily. There's a Shakespeare line, she doth protest too much. <laughs> yes. yes. She's protesting too much. That's you right. You can tell that she is like, yes. when she walks into that office, yeah. can we talk about the office scene or is that premature? Uh, no, I, I, I would love to, but I'm he, confused. What's this? What? You, call, you said Shakespeare? What is that? Oh, oh, it's he's actually a modern day it's hip-hop like a snap, artist. like a Snapchat yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. To be or not to be? That is the question. So Richard calls um, Samantha while she's at brunch, and he's like, I need to come drop off some papers, right? right? So she goes, she says, Richard, it's Sunday. But she goes anyway because she's she, she's thirsty for that dope. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> she shows up to his bustling office Which on a Sunday, full of people. Yeah, yes. which yeah. is just stupid. Yeah, yes. um, and 
And he, and uh, she walks in. Well, I want, well, you wanted to talk about this, so you set us up. Well, oh. here's the thing. I just can't get over the glass box that is yes. his office. I know. Yes. And, you know, they have their, like, tete-a-tete where she comes in in a plunging neckline yeah. and talks plunging. to him about um, fuck me in German. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, naturally, we all know. I mean, everyone knows a couple bad words. Yes. Sure. In other languages. Ungato and me pantalones. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Shout out to my best friend, Devin yeah. Kelly, who definitely knows every Spanish curse word there ever could be. Uh, but, I, you know, she comes in, she gives her, like, German, like, fuck me or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And then she goes quickly to the I'm going to give you a blowjob place, which made me nervous because it wasn't mm-hmm. like one glass wall. No, yeah. all of but them. All of the glass walls in what Kat just very pointedly described was a bustling office. Yes. Just people in every frame behind yes. her. In yeah. every yeah. People yeah. are like memos, memos, email, UPS, yeah. post office. Meanwhile, yeah. she's pulling out his Einen Perfekten Schwanz right in front yeah. of literally yeah. everyone. Yeah. 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 She went to Wiener Schnitzel. Now, here's a question. Anyone else? <laughs> Else, yes, when she talks about it being a pink perfect shaft, yeah. I'm now to the place where it's like a baby pink. In my yes. head. In my yes. head, not only is it baby pink it's baby's, and well yeah. oiled. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Naturally but greasy. Also, also, it feels like irritated in my mind. Mm. Like, why is it so pink? Has it has it been through <laughs> yeah. way too much? Yeah. Did it just get does it um, need waxed? a break? Does yeah. it need a break? Does it need does it yeah. not need to be agitated because it's yeah. so pink right yeah. now yeah. already? Yeah. yeah. Like it's shiny pink and yeah. a little swollen. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Let it leave it alone. And, yeah. And if to I know me it's just cotton candy. It's just a giant, giant <laughs> cotton candy shaft. <laughs> and if I know anything about penises based on my own experience, it's always covered in a rash, right? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah and it should have a weird stench to it. Yes. Yeah, it's and it's, just, in, yeah. it's inverted? Yeah. And there's schmegma <laughs> just under um, the head. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. She describes his penis as dickalicious. Dickalicious. Yeah. It's great. We all Which is LOL. Actually, so that was, was obviously the, the prelude to Fergalicious, right? Yes. That's, that's what was Fergie's, yeah. Unquestionably. Yeah, I like the idea that Samantha, that's just sort of a tick of hers. Like, how is the meeting? Conference call alicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's full of them catchphrases. She sure is. Here's the thing. I definitely yeah. have had feelings and denied them in the same way. Like... I have recently the my most recent male conquest. Yeah. I started having feelings for. Yeah. And I remember the moment where I said, "Oh no, I'm in trouble." Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Like where it was like, "Oh no." Yeah. It wasn't like, "Oh yes, I have yeah. feelings." It was like, "No." Yeah. No, I've got yeah. the terribly feeling. inconvenient. Yeah. yeah. Can I tell the story? Yeah, of course. So you were at the concert and he was singing, "I'm gonna take my lawnmower and kill ISIS," <laughs> and you were like, "I love Toby Keith." <laughs> That's that will guy, be my right? husband. He's the Take guy. Take my lawnmower and kill ISIS is definitely <laughs> a memoir I'm about to write. Yeah. I'm going to move to Kentucky and write that memoir. Um, I wish that you what's would. What's so interesting about every time you've been on Carry On is that we always get into these geopolitical discussions. Well, we bring yeah. up 9-11 every Naturally. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. Um, There's something about me that's patriotic and slightly threatening. So Samantha's into Richard. Yes. She's into his yeah. long pink and his amazing. Yeah. She shows but up. But she's determined yeah. not to. No feelings. She doesn't want to fall for no. him because she, she understands understands um and and this is one of the things where we've theorized before on carry on uh, i think matthew brought it up when like miranda's mom died that that um samantha like he was like what if what happened to samantha that made her not be able to talk to miranda about her mom dying like maybe she's got 
we don't know anything about her past. No. It's one of the beautiful things about the show yeah. in many ways is that we live in this weird vacuum. Like for the yeah. most part, we don't hear anything about their pasts uh, with a few exceptions. And I wonder it, it, like where and it might just be who she is, but potentially there's something in Samantha's past that has created an aversion to um, any kind of deep relationship. Maybe not. Maybe it's just who she is and who cares. But I wonder if like either she watched someone in her life get their heart broken by someone they trusted or maybe she got her heart broken early on and she was like no more mm. I'm not gonna do the relationship thing just in and out literally um, and that's it uh, or I don't know thoughts what makes her completely shut down to yeah. any emotion right yeah cause she's like you said it's emotionally unavailable across the board it's with men it's with Miranda and that capacity of like being there for a friend who's lost a loved one it is really fascinating. I mean, when you look at the way that the characters are archetyped, she is the one that, it, you know, they, it's always a storyline when when Samantha feels something, mm. right? Like when she, Smith, Jer like in the future, yeah. when it's like this thing or the cancer, like when it comes, I know I'm like, but it's like, that is a storyline because it's an anomaly. Yeah, We talked about this yeah. a little bit before on the show, which is what's so funny about character archetypes is when you make somebody like Charlotte the prude, right? the storylines end up always being about her stepping out of our comfort zone because we want to challenge characters. Right, so we right. want to, so, so she gets the guy who wants to go up the butt. You right. never, you never right. actually see... It's funny see, to see her deal with that. It's you not never funny see to see Samantha deal with that, right? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, so we see Samantha in situations where she can't say to Miranda, oh, I'm so sorry, because she can't access those emotions for whatever reason. We, we see her not want to fall in love because but then fall in fall in love because right. mm -hmm. because she doesn't want to it's more interesting to see this character yeah. lose herself and i there there are i love kim cattrall and i laugh so hard at her but there are few times um where i genuinely feel like a i don't know a, an emotional connection yeah. to her character mm. and this episode the am i skipping over anything nope. So at the end of the episode, um, the end of her storyline, Richard calls her to meet him, um, and she is on the roof. They're on the roof of this building, and he—they're taking their clothes off and skinny dipping, and we see his dick like three times. Mm -hmm. Long pink, amazing. Never for more than a quarter of a second. I know. M meanwhile, Not, we see yeah. tits flopping all around all the, the time. Long day. Yeah. But this is neither here nor there. So they go for a skinny dip. They put on these plush white robes, and Sade is playing. Mm -hmm. And have you ever heard Sade described as if the ocean was crying? <laughs> That's the most accurate thing I've ever heard in my whole no, life. No, no, no. I, I certainly haven't. But I did work at a coffee shop. My very first job was at Zelly Coffee Bar in La Cunata, uh -huh. And um, we were allowed to pay two CDs. It was Sade and the Notting Hill soundtrack. Wow. This is a coffee shop where people want to kill themselves? Yeah, this is where Sarah McLaughlin brought all of her puppies that were How in that dare. sad, sad PSA How that she did. Dare. And then the people would just slip the rest and die. 100%. Yeah, At least they were yeah. well caffeinated. Oh, yeah, totally. But to me, this scene, like, I, I'm so invested. I feel for Samantha. Yeah. Like, I... I, you can tell the vulnerability. You she's got tears it. in her eyes. Yeah. He, she's trying to reach for that dick, and he yeah. grabs her hand and he puts it up on her. He's like, "No, oh. we're dancing now, yeah. like without words." It's like it's he's romance. Teaching her to feel. It is. Yeah. It's dick delicious. That's what I got. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Let's have a little chuckle. 
Let's have a giggle. Let's, have a Let's talk about Charlotte. Yeah. So Charlotte, oh, just man. to catch our audience up, Charlotte's been trying to um, get Trey's baby batter up into her womb to thus create a child. And Stephanie, cookie. I don't know if you know the, like, so I know you heard what they said in the episode, but but it's not that they decided not to have a child. It's that she was desperate too. They were looking into IVF. It wasn't working. She had some inhospitable uterus situation going on. Yeah. And Trey didn't want to try IVF. He was like, this is all too hard. She was on hormones. Mm-hmm. He goes, I... I think I could be happy with just the two of us. I don't want to try for a baby anymore. If it mm. happens, it'll happen. But I can't go through yes. all of this, this extra stuff. And she's Devastated. absolutely broken by Abject it. Abject horror. Yes. And that's where we yes. meet them yep. in this episode. Yep. So naturally, yep. everything is going well in their right. relationship. <laughs> right, 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 right. They're so close. Yes. Or as Sir Wayne would say, not. Right. <laughs> um, so we find Charlotte and Trey at odds. Well, we find awkward. them at a very, very large breakfast table. Wow. Did you notice the vast. pineapple? The, the, yeah. This time, because I've seen this episode a million yeah. times, but there were like, the, uh, the presentation of this breakfast, mm-hmm. yeah. there was like a fruit tart, and then there were like slices so of tarts. pineapple perfectly displayed, yeah. mm-hmm. and like, they're both just sitting there with pineapple way out of arm's reach, yeah. and I'm like, who's, is someone serving them this pineapple? There was an aerial shot, which I think is rare for Sex in the City, mm-hmm. yeah. an aerial shot of the breakfast table, and I thought to myself... Damn. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, it's showing the literal and figurative space between them. Correct. Yes. <laughs> there is this distance between them. Right. Both literal and physical. And physical and mental. Yeah. Mm. And Trey. Mm. Listen. What? There's a this dope. old adage. Listen, listen. There's this very old adage. I. It, it was the wise. Toby Keith, who said, we'll stick a boot up your ass. It's the American way. <laughs> Is that what you want to do to Trey? Men can be very dense. Yeah. Uh. And Trey, I mean, things just aren't funny in the York McDougal household. Stephanie had some sighs and some head shaking at his behavior. God, listen up. Here's the thing. If I could write the response that I wouldn't want yeah. to that situation, it would have been Trey McDougal's. Yeah. Uh, I have great news, though. Yeah. Ste- I so- think I've snagged tickets to the producers next week. <laughs> As that makes it better that I can't have the oh, child I've always wanted. The dismissal and then Oof. the producers and then yeah. his hairline. All yes. three of them together just made me feel so lonely. He's like, I sure, do- we're sad. As though we didn't get the chairs that we wanted because they were out of stock at Pottery Barn. I want to do, I I do want to give a quick shout out to Kyle McLaughlin, who I think is an amazing actor. No relation to Sarah from earlier. No. Important to know. None at all. He's such a dweeb on Sex and the City, but he's actually such a great actor. He's so funny on Portlandia, if you've ever seen him as the mayor. And of course he's great on Twin Peaks. Yes. I mean, he's so great. He's so, so funny and you just dislike him so much on this show. Because he does such a great job. Because, thank yeah. you, He's Stephanie. just an yeah. odd, he plays such an odd character. Yes. It, yeah, it's like, um, he is the Easter rabbit that you bite into and it's hollow in the middle. Yes. Oof. That's right. Ooh, he's that a, right? He's, he's a, a weird egg. He's a beautiful, shiny, foil Easter bunny yes. yeah. that you're like, I am so excited for this. And then you bite into it and it's a thin 
thin sheath. Fun yes. fact, his mother's name is Bunny. It's funny yeah, that that's you said right. that. That's right. Bunny. Oof, he yeah, is bunny. a bunny. He's um, a bunny. That was a fun fact. I had fun when you said that. <laughs> thank um, you, honey. So, thank you. Thank you, husband, thank you, honey, who bunny. I'm legally bound to. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. So they, <laughs> um, they do have the metaphorical distance. They so they do. have the metaphorical metaphorical distance. And Trey, listen, we've all had some bad ideas. Yeah. Okay, yeah. one time I ate leftover Benihana, so I know that bad <laughs> ideas happen. Yes, they do. <laughs> Trey decides as a way to bring some levity to the oh, York McDougal God, household that he's going to bring home it. a present, Scared. and that present. This is like, I really want you guys to think about how he even came up with this idea because because it's so weird. Well, he didn't come up with it out of thin air as he says multiple times as though it makes it better. Yeah. It was in the window of a novelty shop by the hospital. He's a cardiologist. Yeah. So he's like coming from work one day, I guess. And he looks in the window and he sees a little baby and he thinks of his wife because they've been trying to have a baby. And he's like, oh, this will cheer her up. Uh Uh-huh. He buys oh, what a Charlotte moron. a cardboard right. baby. Right. A cardboard cutout. Because he thinks it'll baby. give her a chuckle. Which we have to a wonder, chuckle. was it even for sale? Or was it just yeah. like oh, an advertising I bet not. Cutout? He threw some it's, good money at that. Here's the thing. Like it was definitely a Gerber idiot. advertisement in a Dwayne Reed. <laughs> yes. And he was like, I'll take yes. it. And they were like, this guy looks like he has money. That'll be $2,000. <laughs> and he was like, well, she'll have a giggle, so it'll be worth it. Can I ask, what's what the return policy on a cardboard cutout? I think that's a hard no. I'm going to say there is none, especially given that there are cardboard cutouts of Princess Leia and a bunch of nerds in the world. Yeah, and then it was all over them. You don't want you that don't back it's you crusted over uh-uh. it, within minutes it's don't. crusted over I, it's I, laminated <laughs> <laughs> I had several cardboard cutouts as a young man Michael Jordan I, no it was Han and Carbonite yeah as mean belief Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker you had Han and full Carbonite full size cardboard in your, cutouts. Were, did they live They're, in your room until, until my parents moved they were in my attic oh my god for really? me to have sex with. Obviously. <laughs> Naturally. Especially yeah. Han yeah. and Carbonite. Um, so uh, Charlotte does not take well to, to this uh, cardboard No, she baby. practically takes sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the next time we find Charlotte, she's had the ladies over she for has. a girl's night. And she told Trey specifically. You're not invited. You're uninvited. That's right, Alanis. <laughs> that was beautiful. You're welcome. Do you but, know some people pronounce it Alanis? I what? hope not. Yes. Anytime <laughs> anus is in a name, Whoa. some parent is trying to screw that kid yeah. over. 100%. Yeah, 100%. So Trey enters, he interrupts the ladies' dinner, and uh, and Charlotte is very cross with Trey, and, and she says, it's ladies' dinner, get, get out of here. And uh, he's like, hey, listen, you know, just taking a quick survey of the room, uh, I thought this was really funny. I bought a cardboard baby, and Charlotte's like, "Don't you she bring keeps, up that cardboard she baby!" Keeps telling him you've crossed a line. Yep. Yep. She keeps saying, "Stop! Yep. Stop! Mm-hmm. This hurts my feelings. I don't like it. I don't think it's funny." And he keeps pushing like a goddamn idiot. And he's like, like "No, no, no, no! I kind of want to workshop this. Like yep. I'm at the improv <laughs> doing like a he's five at minute the comedy store, and then he says yes. to Carrie, Carrie." You're funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll think this is funny. He gives we, her a compliment. We, so she's like, oh, okay. 
Okay. We are infertile. Charlotte's dream of being a mother is effectively dead. Yeah. Um, So I thought it would be hilarious, a real knee slapper, if I brought ostensibly her dream, which will never come true and will be unrealized until she's in her grave and her bloodline and genealogy is completely just ruined from this earth. Yes. Wouldn't it be funny if, and the ladies, listen, to the ladies' credit, because I'm a people pleaser. Oh, sure. I would have been like, Trey... (laughs) So everyone would have fake laugh. On Pretty the good. Three, yeah. Do you guys want to do your fake laugh? Okay. One, yeah. two, three. <laughs> That's so funny. That's good. That's good. That's the baby. So funny. Because I get she's it. yeah, she's hopelessly it. unhappy. She's sad. Yeah, that's so, funny. I so, can see where you might think that might be funny. But Trey's like, it's funnier. Maybe it'll be funnier if I go get the cardboard baby. And Charlotte has a line which I love. She says, Don't you bring that flat baby in here? I will kill you. I love she that she yeah. calls it a flat baby. A flat baby, yeah. Because it's like only to her flaccid penis, which comes. <coughs> That's right. Yeah. So I, um, that that moment where he says, uh, where where she's she mentions, how would you feel if I brought in a cardboard cut out of a big old flaccid penis? And he gets very very upset, and they go into the other room, and he says, how dare you talk about that in front of your friends? And she says. Oh, they know all about your penis problems, mm-hmm. and they're just sick of hearing about yes. them. Yes. Um, what's so nice about the end of that storyline is that it sends Carrie, and it sends... Is it just Carrie? I guess it's just Carrie. It sends Carrie back to it's her boyfriend uh, to say, her like, wow, I, I really appreciate you. Because we're not Trey and Charlotte. I liked it because she said we're... Uh, what did she say? Bickerweight. Yeah. Oh, banter uh, ba- weight. Banter, yeah. Banter so weight. They went. She witnessed Trey and, and Charlotte's bantam weight fight. That's mm. that's the bigger, heavier people. Is sure. that right? And then ba- they had a, their banter weight. I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Sports, boxing. I don't like watching people fight. I just don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the point is that Charlotte and Trey's was kind of a huge big league. Big um, league. Ugh, ugh. I can't even say that word anymore. Big league um, too. Phrase. Yeah. Ooh, there it is. But um. It put things in perspective mm-hmm. for Carrie, so she so realizes sweet. that they're bickering. Hers and yeah. Aiden's—it's just—it's small potatoes. She says she crawls into bed and says, "I love you." Says, "I love you too." Very cute. Let's round this out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. With our too. favorite pro tag, the one, the only Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. She's she's unfianced. She's getting married to Aiden. That's where we ended the last she's episode, betrothed. and now. They are living together. He's moving his stuff in. They're going to blow out the wall between the two apartments. And yet... Someone once said that two halves make a whole. And when two halves move in together, it makes a whole lot of stuff. Hey, what's... Hey, Pop-Tart. Where you been and what you been to? I got coffee on the papers, but I think the more pressing question is... What have you been doing? Made myself an area. Yes, I can see that. She's overwhelmed by the stimulus that's around her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, Pop-Tart, where you been? And honestly, I know that it annoys her, but like, especially at the end of the episode when he's like, where you been? Who'd you see? What have you learned? 
Um, I I gotta say, I'm kind of charmed by I it. I am too. He cares about her, and he wants to know what she's gonna. He's I a charming feel like fellow. Most women have to pull teeth to get a guy to ask about their day. Yes. And he barrages her with four questions when she walks yes. in the door within thirty seconds. Yeah, and she has the fucking nerve to complain about it. Yeah. Yes. But I get it. You know, there is an adjustment period. I remember when Alec first moved in with me. Um, this moment where I've never, I'm not sure if I've ever seen him so crestfallen, um, where he comes to move in and he, he was like, I thought you were going to make room and clean up for me. Do you remember this moment? I do. Mm-hmm. I and do. Still like, waiting. I yeah. know. Hey, yeah, stop. I did. Lol. He's a lady in waiting, The thing folks. is, I was Domestic a little bliss. bit, I was a little bit of a, an even messier person back then and, um, the, the idea was that I was going to clean out a bunch of my stuff and he was going to move in and, and he was not pleased with what he saw, which was my continued disorganization and clutter. Mm-hmm. We fixed it. We got there. It took us um, five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, JK. But um, almost. JK Rowling. But, exactly. <laughs> JK um, But uh, But there isn't a... T- my point is, there's an adjustment period. When you move in with someone... Yes. It's yep. tough because yep. everybody has different... Have you ever lived with somebody? I've never lived with someone who was a male and I was in a relationship with. Well, that's not true. You've lived with crippling loneliness, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all? Oh, sorry. You've lived with your deep, deep insecurities for years. Um, so I lived with female roommates. I've never lived with a boyfriend in a relationship before. Yeah. And I feel like the, disco- the, the learning curve is steep. The discoveries are ample, mm-hmm. and like I can only I'm, I I am identifying with her problems just by watching them. I can only imagine what it feels yes. like. Yeah, yep. she she comes home. Her apartment is filled with all of Aiden's stuff, yep. his farm equipment, yes. his multiple Confederate flags, his, his KFC research. buckets. Yeah, exactly. I'm kidding, Angela. I know. We love Look, Aiden. I, I listen. I gotta give the, the I gotta give props to Angela, one of our listeners who was who was staunchly defending Aiden on Twitter, and she thinks that our characterization of him is often <clears throat> a little over the top. Which look. Absolutely it is. But I'd been forgotten, I do. I've been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton I do. And she comes home with her coffee and he's like, hey, Pop Dart. And then Pete's on the ground and she's wandering around the boxes. Yeah. And she he just doesn't seem to get her point of view. And yes. he's like, Pete's chewing on a shoe and he that's yep. sacrilege to her and he yes. doesn't understand it and your shit's everywhere. He's yes. like, just toss out some of these clothes. You don't really uh, wear them. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Which, to be completely honest, and I wrote this down, yep. as she's getting rid of her Cavalli or whatever it is, yes. I just keep thinking she would make a killing at Crossroads. You couldn't help but killing wonder. Killing at Buffalo Exchange. Exchange. That's what I'm talking yes. about. Because when I go to Crossroads, yes. they go, oh, you know what? We're actually going to take nothing. <laughs> it's like that Portlandia <laughs> sketch where they make fun of your sad old lady shorts 100%. or whatever. 100%. Yeah. So the, the impetus for this fight, though, is that um, as Alec, as you mentioned, the, um, they've purchased the apartment next door. They're going to knock down the walls, double their space. Um, we're to understand... But a little Mrs. Cohen won't sure. move out um, yeah. right Slow away. Moving. She's only she's not going to leave until she's legally obligated mm-hmm. to move, which is yes. in thirty more days. Wait the contract. And Aiden's like, "Well, we got to make some room because we can't live like this for a month." And um, he's asking Carrie to move her stuff. She's got shoes on the floor of the bathroom. Pete shoes on a turquoise um, shoe, circa nineteen ninety six. You can't buy it. You can't yes. replace it. Mm. She's very frustrated, which leads to a an absolutely beautifully written 
fight. Um, it is also expertly acted and oh. um, one of everyone's favorite scenes in the entire show. That dog owes me $380. Fine. You can't buy it. It's circa 1996. God damn it. It's a dog. What's he supposed to do? Why your shit lying around here? My shit wouldn't be lying around if we weren't making room because your shit is lying around. You got more shit lying around than I got lying around. What? Look at this place. It's loaded with your shit. Just look at the, just look at this bathroom. Look at all your shit in my bathroom. Who needs five almost empty speed stick deodorants? What are you, a crazy bag man? They're different smells. And Musk, when have you ever worn Musk? I mean, look at this stuff. You got old razors, Rogaine. Wait a minute. You used Rogaine? I didn't know you It's preventative. But is your hair falling? I don't want to talk about it! I don't want to talk about it's it! It's preventative! Oh my god. It's <laughs> so, so cute. Good. It's so, so cute. So, um, God, don't sense. you just want to date them both? In yeah, yes. really, really they're do. so much fun. Who needs five? Sticks of half-used deodorant. They're different smells. Smells. God, it's so real. It's so fucking real. Oh gosh. What Carrie realizes that she needs is is just some quiet time, and that's something that she hasn't had. Yeah. And that the the adjustment of living with somebody is is difficult, and it 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 sometimes illuminates things that Mm. you didn't even know that you needed mm-hmm. that things when you're living alone like secret single behavior only becomes yeah. apparent to you when you start living with, with others yeah. so let's talk about the lady single secret behavior well i'm sorry we all know what their secret single behavior is carrie makes a stack of saltines yeah she puts grape jelly on them she reads them fashion magazine standing up in the kitchen yep. while she's eating them mm-hmm. miranda which we see her do in this episode, yeah. yes. puts Vaseline on her hands and puts them in those Borghese gloves and watches infomercials, right. which for those of for those kids listening uh, who yeah. were born in like the 90s, um, infomercials uh, were long, long commercials that were on for long, long periods of time. And they told you more about a product than you ever than you ever needed right. to know. The Red Devil? Do you remember? Oh, I the remember. Red Devil. Yes. I always remember whatever it was that was said it and, and forget, forget it. it. Thank you. Yes, totally. Um, there was an Australian guy who narrated a lot of stuff. He's like, "Hey, you're gonna find an oven that will cook itself." Yeah, it was always such an. Right. You did the read very well because it's very, very aggressive. Yeah, always. Yeah. Um, and Charlotte studies her pores in a mirror for mm-hmm. like an hour each night. Yeah. You can't do that stuff in front of men. Yes. If I know Alex out of town. Yep. The one thing I'll do most every time he's out of town is I will get a Stouffer's satisfying servings size lasagna. Mm. It's just, it's still, I think it's meant for two people, honestly. Yeah, sure. But that's just a suggestion. It's the fattiest fat meal, but it's so good. And I cook it until it's like a little crusty on the outside. Yeah, a little crisp on the outside. And I eat it watching, probably watching a horror movie that I can't watch with Alec right in the room. Mm. Although you've gotten a lot better. You like, you're really into watching scary stuff these days. But it's the Stouffer's giant fucking lasagna that I eat in one sitting. That sounds amazing. That's my SSB. That sounds amazing. I don't do it, but when he goes out of town a couple of times a year, I eat, I eat this shit. It's so fucking delicious though, you guys. Yes. Mm. What do you mm. think, Alec? You're giving me a really funny look right now. I, I approve entirely. It's so good. Man. It's so good. That's the trash I eat when you're gone. I'm trying Stephanie. to think of what my SSB is. 
this is maybe a, I, I actually think about this when I'm in the shower because I know that this time is short lived. Yes. Um, when I shampoo my hair. Yep. You know, I live in a great apartment, 1928, whatever. It's yes, I love my apartment. It's, it's the old. hug. Yes, it, we, we call, call it, it the hug, hug because, you know, it makes yes. you feel like you're it's being embraced. It's very feminine. Mm. It just it just feels like yeah. a hug to yeah. be inside of An it. An embrace. Yeah, you walk in and you feel left. Yep. Um, so I, when I wash my hair, I want to make sure that it doesn't go down the drain. Yeah. So I will then collect it on my hands and put it on the shower wall. Wow. And I yeah. know that this is short-lived because I know that if I were a guy and I walked in to see half a wig on <laughs> the tile. Yeah, show. it's like a terrible horror movie. <laughs> but I know that like it's, it's like either, who was murdered in this bathroom. Correct. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, this is short-lived. I know that I, you know, I'm not going to do this forever, but I don't want it to go down the drinks and it'll get clogged and then I'll have to like snake it or yes. call my landlord and he'll say that's not my problem and I'll yes. say, but it is because it's not yes. my problem. And he's yes. like, it's your hair. And then I get upset and I'll have to call you know my mom or my dad yeah. and say what do I do with the clogged drain and then drain? the plumber pulls the yeah. hair out and you're there and he looks at you and you feel ashamed <laughs> yeah um, that's a great one. Yeah. That's so really I put great. the hair on the shower wall and don't worry, I remove it. Of course. Yeah. But, um, after it's, you know, after I get out of the shower and I do my thing and then, but the next time I'm going to get in the shower, I remove it and everyone listening to this podcast is horrifying. I, I, I know. I love it. It's so charming. That's yeah. a really great one. Nice. We were, so all of that is to say Carrie, yeah. um, Carrie's having a hard time letting go of her single yeah. life. Yeah. Um, she loves Aiden. I believe she loves Aiden. Oh yeah. But how? Having someone there the minute she walks in the door, asking her a million questions, yeah. and she can't do whatever the hell she wants to do yeah. um, all the time, no matter what. She has mm-hmm. to consider another person. It's hard on her. Yeah. And they have this giant fight. Yeah. It's very entertaining. And Carrie storms out of the apartment. I think it's such a human thing. Aiden says he's leaving. She grabs him and says, no, 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 no. I'm leaving. You stay here with your shoe-eating dog and your five deodorants. And I'll go away. And she takes her laptop and goes to a Starbucks. And the voiceover is really funny. It says, you know, something like, I used to think the people at Starbucks writing on their laptops were pretentious posers. But now I know they just are people who recently moved in with someone. And we see her writing. And she's musing about single and whatever. Um, But I had a revelation this time um, that I want. It's just a little bit of a theory I have, which is. This woman, who's also typing on her laptop... Pixie cut. ...locks eyes with yeah. Carrie, and they smile... Carrie smiles at each other. Uh, Carrie smiles at each other. <laughs> um, the woman smiles, Carrie smiles back. I had this thought this time. I was like, I wonder... Because Carrie has a column called Sex in the City. Her, She's on the side of a, a bus. Um, every, she's a relatively public figure in New York. People know who she is. If, if you read page six, she occasionally shows up that she's party girl. So I looked, I realized, I was like, this girl knows, I think this girl's like, you write that Sex and City column, I read it every week, oh my god, that's Carrie Bradshaw. And like, she's looking and she's like, giving her that smile. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like, I, I'm sure Alec hasn't, because Alec would never, but like, I absolutely, when I see celebrities in public, instead of like, if, if I happen, if I'm close physically enough to them and need to interact with them in any way, I always try to make sure that my smile I'm a crazy person. Indicates to them that like I know who they are. And oh, I was, you know, interesting. You know that smile where you just want to be like, yep, smile at them. Not like a, you're not in super on the same crazy, joke, but just which like is kind of like I appreciate mm-hmm. you. Yes, 
we are in on the same joke, which is their existence. Yes. Um, yes. And I feel like that's what this woman was doing. Interesting. With I love that analysis. Um, if I see a famous person, I do everything I can to not acknowledge, not look, and same. not. Which probably like, looks like very Brad obvious. Brad Pitt could maybe. come up to me and be like, could I have the milk? And I'd be like, sure. What was your name again? Like yes. to try to prove yes. that I don't <laughs> know who he yes. is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Above I, and beyond. I that's funny because I interpreted that as the pixie cut woman smiling because she was like, "I'm gonna murder you later." <laughs> um, oh, so boy. Carrie, Carrie's like, "Okay, I'm gonna apologize to Aiden," but she comes back home and Aiden's still fuming, mm, so she's just, like, so "F fun. that." Yeah you know the fight continues and uh carrie ends up going to the blowout girls night fight between charlotte and trey where she realizes you know aiden's not half bad Mm -hmm. and uh she does have one request of him though which is when she returns home she needs some space she needs an hour where he just doesn't speak to her and let me tell you something if you weren't in love with Aiden slash John Corbett yet, sure. you're in love with him in this Listen. scene. Yeah. Because his smile, his face he so makes annoying. when she requests this time not to speak. Listen, you could react in a lot of ways when she says that. But he is so understanding. Yep. When I, she says, I just need an hour. And he's reading a book. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he doesn't even say anything, he just looks at but her. the look says, "I got it. Yep. I hear you. Yeah. I understand you." The look says, "You is kind. You is smart, and you, you is, is important." important. That's exactly. I, right. I also want to rewind that scene just a few clicks and point out something I noticed this time, which is, yes, she walks in the door. He's like, "Hey, Pop Tart, blah blah blah." Seventeen questions, maybe three questions. But when she, the next shot, so it shows her, and she kind of looks a little pissed off. <laughs> She's selfish bitch, JK. Um, I've been her, so I can, I, I hate on her because I, I've also been that person who, like, makes yeah. big demands of mm-hmm. Alec. I'm just like, you need to leave me alone. And then I'm like, and he's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but uh, you know, she's visibly annoyed by him, and, and she walks over, and as she's, trying to figure out how to say delicately, mm-hmm. to her credit, what she doesn't know how to say, which is, yeah. I need you to not talk to me. Yes. There's a shot of him again, and he's gone back to his book. He says, hey, where you been? What do you, what do you know? But he's not, my point is, he's not staring at her. He hasn't put his book down. He's not like, tell me everything. I need to yeah. know everything. Yeah. It's a gesture on his part yes. to say, how has your day been? Tell me, yeah. tell me some stuff. But then he, he's he's already back to his book. He's not being overbearing. No, she's interpreting it that way because that's what we do as humans. Right, we take everything personally because we're the star of our own movie, you know, life. Um, but I love I to me that speaks volumes about what you're speaking to, Alec. Where he he's he's genuinely it just means he ca- he just cares. Yeah, and you're right when she asks him to please be quiet. He's like. And then she closes this curtain that's never existed before never. that I have mm-hmm. to presume she they put up because of their situation. Yes. And she says, I'm going to be over here and don't talk to me. And he's like, great. And he goes back to reading I'm, what I'm desperate to know what he's reading, Dynamite. which I imagine is like, uh, I don't know, poetry? Like I Robert. Would, I would have said like a woodsman's guide to whittling your oh. own fishing pole. Yes. Yeah. The collected... Short poems of Toby Keith. That's right. (laughs) 
We'll stick a boot in your ass. Yeah. No, I, I like to think I do, I do like to think he's reading some kind of rustic poetry. Sure. Oh. Yeah. Um, Leaves of Grass. Walt Whitman. That's what he's reading. Yeah. Um, and and Carrie sits down and has a moment where she sighs and she's sighing yeah. off the, her really hard day of returning some shoes. Sure. Probably. Of, yeah, wearing a black bra uh, and a white t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. And then she decides. I wonder what Aiden's doing. Yep. She's gotten what she needed. So cute. When your needs are met, yes. you don't need them anymore. It's yes. such an interesting It's so thought. beautiful. It's it so is. true. Because I think ultimately sometimes you just want to draw your boundary to know that they're respected. And yeah. then once they're respected, you can play. And yeah. Have freedom. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I love that scene. That's what one of that was like one of my favorite scene. scenes of the yeah. So you know sweet. what I respect? Hmm. That you came over here and did this episode with hey, Stephanie listen, Barnes. You guys, anytime you need my weird commentary, I yeah. will be here. Great. Stephanie, where can we find you? Should we be looking for you online? Stephanie Joyce Barnes at WordPress.com. Yeah. I also have an IMDB profile. Yeah. Go ahead, take a gander at my yeah. mediocre independent films. Yeah. It'll uh, be a great time. Stephanie, you and I acted in a film that now is making the uh, yeah, awards, the awards cir- festival the circuit. circuit. Yep, it sure. Yeah, we were um, extras number one and two and you made me giggle. Yeah, and uh, that's where you and I really became buddies. It's so true. Um, yeah. It's called Reception, directed by Carry On alum Joe Gillette. Joe also Gillette. starring Joe Gillette and Carry On alum Devin, Devin Kelly. Kelly. It's like, so really what you're saying is Carry On is responsible for Reception. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Pretty if you want to have a little giggle, yeah. if you want to have a chuckle, yeah. Yeah. If you want to see Joe's cardboard mm. baby and, and witness the Stephanie and Alec um, origin story. The Genesis. Because that was your meet cute. Yep. Yeah. That, that was our meet set. cute. Yeah. I that was our I mean, Batman We had begins. met yeah, before was, yeah. because you were there for Devin's birthday, right? Yeah. We were there together. But that was when I made the fudge with the eyeballs. You did. And, yes, and very we, charming you we, were. We, we spoke, but we didn't. And take each other It didn't in. really happen yeah. until you guys yeah. at reception. At and reception. then it, that, was the, that was the inception. Yes. Our meeting was long, pink, amazing. <laughs> Basically right. because I had a rash yeah. all over my yeah. body. That's right. Yes. Correct. Um, wow. and, and Catherine, where can where can people find us if they want to follow us online? Head on over to Carry On Podcast uh, on Twitter, Instagram, at Carry On Podcast, both of those platforms. Email us at carryonpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We're there. We're ready to listen. Until next time. Until next time. Carry on. Fuck me like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. <gasps>